Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 31. I have, over the past couple of episodes, been more positive about lots of things because the truth is some time off and some time to enjoy a little creative freedom has lifted my spirits. I have felt more refreshed, more recharged and more resilient than I have in a while. But that is not saying a lot, not after the year we've all had. My resilience this week has been exposed as paper thin. I said it in a conversation with a friend this week and she knew that feeling too because whilst the past few weeks have given time for rest and recovery, the wounds and the hurt and the damage of the past 18 months are too deep, too ingrained to be healed in such a short time. I discovered this when facing a minor inconvenience this week, a little misunderstanding with the tax man at HMRC, and I just mentally collapsed. I ate too much sugar, I got in a rumination spiral, I stayed up too late and regretted it the next day. It was a situation that was so easily fixed with a phone call the next day to a very understanding tax advisor called Anne, who became my personal hero and whom I told such on the phone. But the whole thing reminded me that my resilience is thin, recovery fragile, and that the year ahead, particularly the autumn and winter coming, will need to be carefully handled to not see things fall apart again. I'm suggesting two things I am going to try to do and we might all want to try to do over the coming weeks and months. First, We need to be able to notice what it looks like when our resilience is wearing thin. So we spot the warning signs before it's too late. I've started to notice the signs that my resilience is wearing thin. And for me, it often shows up in trying to wrestle back too much control over things. I start to over plan and over promise in my head, start deciding on radical changes in other areas of life and start to try and exert control over things and other people in an effort to make the world an easier place for me, rather than do what I suggest might be our second action. Try to make ourselves more able to cope with the world as it is. I think this probably means practicing acceptance allowing ourselves to find space to take a moment to be in being mode rather than doing mode, both through deliberate mindfulness exercises in time taken out of the day, but also in moments of embedded practice throughout the day too. I have shared here before, but will share again, taking a moment to feel my whole body breathe as little as a single breath, with my head to my toes, relaxing with the exhalation. That is a way I find I can bring this into any situation without whipping out an app and sitting down for 10 minutes. I also think it means paying attention to what recharges us and what does not, and looking for ways to do more of the former and less of the latter. 
for me, I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep songwriting. I'm going to keep putting down algorithm news feeds designed to disconnect me from others and pick up messaging apps that allow me to talk with people I love. Not huge changes, not overly optimistic, unrealistic promises to myself, but simple things I know help me to feel recharged, done, guilt-free. Because we don't need to apologise for the things we need. I do also think this may mean having to have honest and perhaps awkward conversations at work and with friends and with family and first with ourselves to start to look for other ways we may be able to work together on making things a little easier for each other. But my experience has been that starting those conversations, I am so very often met with people so grateful that someone else mentioned it because they were too afraid to. It's not always the case, and especially in the workplace, the conversations and consequences of them need to be carefully handled, especially where we may not be empowered to make change. But I find that we get the best out of others when we are honest and vulnerable and trusting and genuinely caring and curious for those around us. It's not always the case. But when I demonstrate those qualities, I can at least be proud if I was in those situations, even if I was not met by others who did the same. So whilst our resilience may be thin, We can, I think, watch out for signs of that, learn to find greater acceptance and start to bring in more of that which builds us up. And as I've been thinking about my resilience this week, my mind has turned to friends who have been through hell recently, through cancer, through traumatic health scares, through personal situations that have just been awful. Friends who have had a really rough time. I find it so hard to know what to say when people go through hard times. And I found this when I was going through some of my most difficult times with ulcerative colitis. That people call you strong or brave or a fighter. And whilst you know they mean well, it always hurts a little because the truth is you don't feel brave or strong or a fighter. You feel weak and broken and scared. Because only you know the moments alone where you completely lost it, the moments you just couldn't move or do anything other than just feel completely broken. The moments you slid a phone under the sofa because typing out a reply to a text message was too much. And you worry that if others knew the truth, they'd take back their brave, strong, fighter labels. But in seeing the struggle of friends, I realise that I don't see them as brave or strong or resilient because I see that they're breezing through the challenges they face. I see them as brave and strong and resilient because of their weakness, their fragility and their fear, because even in all of that, they are still here. From the outside, we see others as most brave, most strong, most resilient in the moments they feel most scared, most weak, most tested to the point of breaking. Not because they have fooled us with some fake front, but because 
We know what is behind and what endures, even as they can barely feel it there at all. We will not always see the full struggles of others, but I have found comfort in realising that when our resilience feels most tested, it is at that precise moment that we can be and look our strongest, not because it is easy, but because it is hard and we are still here. When all we can see is all the strength we wish we had, all the strength we feel we are missing, others can see that final little bit of strength we have left. So if anyone knows a way to put that succinctly, please let me know. Because telling a friend they're strong doesn't quite feel like it cuts it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. You can find the podcast on social media at Life After Vax, V-A-X on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at lifeaftervax.com. Until next time. Thank you.